Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm very excited today because I have a guest on the show and I'd like to introduce you to Alex Mangano, who was diagnosed with celiac disease at the age of 13. She's going to share with us a little bit about her journey and how that's led her to not only write her own beautiful children's book, but also create a new three-part series called Giggle and Learn. So welcome to the show, Alex. It's so great to have you on today. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, you're welcome. So yeah, if you could share with us first up a little bit about your journey, you know, getting diagnosed at 13, that must have been such a hard age being, you know, a teenager and navigating this new lifestyle. So tell us a little bit about your journey with that. Yeah, uh, so I grew up as a relatively healthy kid, um, just had the usual, you know, chicken pox, all of that kind of stuff happen, but there was never anything major apart from when I was born, um, and there was some technicalities there. Um, But yeah, my whole family had this cold, and I just couldn't get rid of it. I was super fatigued, didn't really know that it was fatigue at that point. I missed out on like a week of school. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I had a cold. I was just tired and I never missed out on school. Um, but I didn't really want to go. I just wanted to stay home and, and just rest. And then at that, that point, um, <clears throat> mum was working from home quite a bit. Okay. And there would be times that she'd have friends come over for, <clears throat> she'd have friends come over for like a coffee or we'd go over there um, to like their places. And three of her friends mentioned how, pale I was and we all felt awful that we hadn't recognized that but when you live with someone 24 7 you don't realize those subtle changes yes yes but these then the mom's third friend was like she's really pale I think it doesn't it just doesn't look right I was like okay right we'll go to our GP we'll have a chat everything will be fine whatever because I was still I was still functioning I was still sort of doing things I was just spending more time at home than I usually would so we went to our GP um I walked in and it wasn't our regular GP it was somebody else and he looked at me and he was like you look so pale I don't know I don't know how you're walking how you're moving around and it was weird because I was moving around fine we were like okay that's that's a weird thing to say to somebody but (laughs) yeah sure all right (laughs) okay that I had one of the most painful blood tests that I've ever had because mm. there was no nutrient in my body. Yeah. I was had not enough liquid, all of that stuff. So that was really hard. And then we went home and they were like, all right, we'll call you, you know, maybe in like a couple of days, let you know how it all goes. And then I'm sitting on the couch doing homework that my brother brought home school for me to do because even when you're sick you've got to stick with your education (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's very important um and mum gets a call from a different GP saying can you bring her back straight away the bloods aren't good mum's like okay sure I mean do we have to come right right now and they're like yeah you need to come right now so we went back so his other GP basically said the same thing he's like 
blood count is not good. I don't remember the stats because it was so long ago. Yeah. But basically there's like no nutrients in your body, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to go straight to emergency at John Hunter oh. Children's Hospital yeah. um, and they're going to be waiting for you and then they're going to give you a blood transfusion. <gasps> and mom's like, okay, right. We'll do the first steps. We'll go to emergency. We'll see the doctors and then we'll talk about the blood transfusion. Yeah, wow. So we went there. They were waiting for me. They're throwing around all these scary things that, as a 13 year old, could not understand. Like, you yeah. just sort of sitting there going, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, didn't end up getting a blood transfusion um, because mum's main point was sh- she's sitting up in bed. It mustn't be that bad. Like, she can hold herself yeah. up, she can walk around, she yeah. can function. So then I was admitted into hospital for a week, which was the first time that I think I had set foot in hospital. Wow. Um, it, I don't even know the last time that I would have been there. Maybe for like, I fell over when I was little and whacked my, the back of my head and we had to go into hospital, but it was super quick. So I had no memories of the hospital. Um, we were super lucky that a few years earlier we moved to a house, which is five minutes from the hospital. So we were super close. It was just yeah. one of those like life moments where it was like, okay, right. This was go- always going to happen. <laughs> we're super close. Um, so was in hospital for a week. Um, and fortunately I have very fond memories of the hospital. Like my, my, my pediatric specialist is, I still have contact with him. He helps me with Jack Dillick and all that kind of stuff. So I have such a positive experience of the hospital. Like I go hang out there all the time now. Yeah, oh, that's so <laughs> nice. Great. Yeah. Which is such a nice relationship to have with such a relatively scary place. Definitely. Um, yeah. But within the week, I got diagnosed with celiac disease, um, got diagnosed with um, IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, um, and then a possible liver disease, which they weren't sure what it was at that point. Okay. Got diagnosed with um, autoimmune hepatitis a little bit later, and then uh, re-diagnosed a few years ago to primary sclerosing cholangitis. So it's been... It's been a journey. Wow, that's a lot to be thrown at you at the age of 13, isn't it? Wow. It is a lot. It is. It's massive. And looking back, I'm like, man, that was a lot to go through. Yeah. We have enough going on as teenagers, let alone all this other stuff. Absolutely. I have a 16-year-old, so I can't even imagine what life would be like if she was diagnosed with celiac disease because life is manic enough with her life. But, yeah, that is definitely a lot to be thrown at a 13-year-old and your mum as well to cope Mm. with as well. Definitely. And I think, like, um, I mean, my parents are incredible. Whenever I mention my parents to any of my friends, they're like, oh, your parents are the best. And and I'm like, yeah, you're right. They are. They're pretty cool. Which is so... Amazing, and I truly believe that when a child gets diagnosed with celiac disease, their parents are their biggest advocate. Their parents are the ones that help them and help them on their journey and make sure that they're doing all the right things and get all that education. So, if you've got parents that do that for you, then that is incredible. So, yes, I agree, you are very lucky, (laughs) definitely. And I think, like, because there's a lot of times when you're seriously unwell, you can't. You can't advocate for yourself no. because you've got brain fog, your stomach yes. hurts, like there's so much going on. Yep. To be able to have people where 
the amount of times that we've gone in to see my specialist, even as an adult, mum still comes with me sometimes oh, when I'm not nice. well. She's like, you're not going to, you're not going to tell her. She's going to ask, how are you going? You'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. The mum's like, yeah. no, remember this, 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 yeah. and this, because you need, you need that yeah. community around you. And it's so many different aspects from family to friends yeah. to work to yep. all of those things. Yeah. Um, having those people around you to advocate for you and to support you and to try and understand and, and all of that stuff is, yes. yeah, you're so right. Yeah, so definitely. So in the lead up to those people saying to you, you look so pale and, you know, how are you, how are you standing? How are you functioning? What other symptoms do you remember? Do you like have much recollection of how else you were feeling or was it just more like a rundown kind of fatigue type of feeling? Yeah, it was just, I don't remember a lot, um, but yeah, it was just fatigue. Really okay. had a cold and then just really tired um, and no motivation. Yeah. I've always been very a very motivated person to do things and, you know, show up to school and do all that yeah. stuff. And even now I have to be like unwell to not show up for work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the best, but yeah. I love my work and I love yeah. what I do. So it's, you know, it's worth that. Yeah. Um, but I can't really remember. It was quite quick for me. And I know yeah. lots of people who are diagnosed with celiac disease. It's It can be a long, long process. process. Years yeah. of not feeling yep. well. And I just haven't had that, yeah. which I'm so grateful for. Yes. I didn't have that experience with celiac disease. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just tired. And then going, oh, okay, I can't eat gluten anymore. But lint chocolate is the best. Yeah. And that was <laughs> that was a grieving process. <laughs> I'm sure you've found a replacement, have you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, very, I just very much turned from a um, a milk lint chocolate girl to like a dark chocolate. Okay, it's better for you anyway. So. So it's, it's better for you. Um, I feel more grown up any time I eat it. So yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so how, how did living with celiac disease kind of lead you down the path of what it has with your book and your new videos and what you do advocating for children with celiac disease. So share with us about that. Yeah, I, um, when I was, when I was growing up being a teenager and even throughout uni, I didn't want to make art about my diseases. I wanted to like, even throughout uni, looking back, I'm like, oh, I could have made so many cool things. <laughs> I chose to do something completely different. Yeah. Um, but I think, I just got to a point where I created Jack, the character. Um, it was originally just for an assignment at uni, actually. That's where it first started in my final year where I was like, okay, maybe I should work with this health thing and visit with bi or something. Um, and I kind of just made him and I just fell in love with him. He was perfect on the first go. And yeah. I know for me, whenever I'm writing music or something, when I make something and it happens really quickly, I'm like, okay, this means something. You get a bit of an attachment. Yeah. Okay. So I sort of made him and wrote the book throughout, um, 2020. I knew that's what I wanted my project to be for that year. And I just knew that there wasn't anything like this out there for kids yeah. because I didn't have that. Yeah. I didn't have anyone to look up to in the chronic illness world until I was maybe like 20, 21. Okay. And it was a girl overseas who has a completely different chronic illness. Um, but just being able to hear her tell her story and, yeah. and inspire and um, – I was like, oh, that's really cool. I kind of wish I had this as the 13-year-old. Yeah. I wish I had this as I could look out and see somebody out there 
even if they're a character, mm-hmm. doing have have what I have, but be doing stuff, yeah. be, being themselves and embracing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so I wrote the book with that in mind of how can kids with celiac disease embrace themselves and live a full life, um, which is what I have experienced. Yeah. I've always been told by the people who mean the most to me you can do anything you can achieve your dreams you can do this it's going to be a little bit different because you live with chronic fatigue and brain fog and all of this stuff but you can do it we will find a way my parents always said to me that it was we want you to get to a point where you're achieving what you want and you don't look back at us and go why didn't you support me in this and that so yeah which is so good that's why why i'm able to do what I'm doing with Jack is because of that support. And yeah. I want to translate that to kids when they're first diagnosed, they can see Jack out there having fun, being his full self, but then through the book, see how he got there. Like it wasn't easy. He got diagnosed. He was sad. His food didn't taste very good. And he had to go out on this big adventure to find all of this food. Um, and then he was like, okay, I can get back to being my silly self because it's actually achievable. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm, doing it um, and where it kind of all started and then slowly it's just snowballed a little bit from one thing to the next and seeing you know where we can take Jack and off into the future and all that stuff yeah and you've got a few other projects up your sleeve I believe talking about other issues and helping people in other areas is that correct definitely so Jack is just Jack is just the start of Jack the Celiac. Um, eventually, hopefully, it will be Jack the Celiac and friends. Yeah. Um, I already have a character, and she's kind of ready to go. Um, okay, we're just cool. finding the right moment to, to launch her and okay. um, see how much we can do with Jack and talk about Jack and get him out there before we introduce a new character and yeah. focusing on my illnesses first because that's what I know the, the most about. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. But the... Exactly, but the end goal is to have a character to represent any chronic illness that an Aussie kid lives yeah. with yeah. so they can have someone to connect with and um, yeah. be inspired by, represented by. Yeah, fantastic. And so share with us a little bit about Giggle and Learn as well. Yes, Giggle and Learn, um, it's launched, it's out there in the world. Yes. Um, I have a background in... Um, in media productions, where I studied at university. Uh, I've always been drawn to creating content that can be accessed anywhere and anytime for anybody. Um, and with what Jack stands for, it's want people in any community, as long as they have access to like a computer somewhere that they can, you know, get to know Jack. So, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Giggle and Learn, the idea was born like, probably around this time last year um, to create this online program, which consists of three episodes um, focusing on a few of the many aspects of what living with chronic illness, uh, living with celiac disease is all about. Um, And to also have some activities that these kids and families can just download at home and use at home to learn and, um, and play with and to, help these kids have tools to go out and about. They can look up the places that they like to go. They can have their snack pack ready to go. So when they can't find somewhere, um, they have that 
you know, they know they know what treats they can have just in their car that they can, you know, pull out. I know I have that. I have a stash of snacks constantly. Yes, it's a it's um, a must. Yeah. <laughs> it's a must. It's also great when you're just like driving home from work and you're like, I just need a snack. Yeah, look, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I love snacking. Um, so that's what it was all about. Um, just getting the content that I've done in shows before and putting it right in front of people's faces. Yeah. They can just enjoy it whenever they want. Love it. So great. So where can people yeah. find that if they want to watch that? Is it best just to go yes. to your website or YouTube? Yeah, head to my website. Yeah. Um, so jackthecilliac.com and then forward slash giggle and learn. Uh, that's where you can go straight to the giggle and learn page. Um, it's best to go there because then you've got access to all of the downloadable activities, which yes. are all free um, for you to just, have yeah. and learn and have some fun and color and create and yeah. <laughs> do whatever you like with those pieces of paper. I love your little um, memory cards that are on there. They are fantastic. Yeah. They are. Yeah. So I love them. Very cute. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> I had a friend of mine send, um, send it over to her granddaughter overseas over in Scotland. Okay. And she was like, it was so, cause her granddaughter has celiac disease and she was like, it's so great because they it kind of opened up a conversation around gluten-free food. What yeah. is, what isn't and things yeah. like that, which is so cool that just a game of matching can yeah. open up a conversation yeah. like that. Yeah, it was perfect. It would probably be great for kids to take to school as well as a conversation started with their friends to help them you know, get more of an understanding of what gluten is and where it lurks and that type of thing as well. So I love that. Definitely. And I think like I've always learned the best when I'm being creative yep. and I'm having fun. Yep. And I know from my work with kids, they're exactly the same. If we're having fun, they're going to consume this information a lot better. So that's the goal. This is like you're having fun, but you're also learning. learning you yes. don't know that until yeah. one day you're like, I know oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> I love it. I'll pop a link in the show notes so that people can find that as well because, yeah, it's fantastic and it's so helpful for little kids to, to learn and to be able to be inspired as well. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. What, what would be your, your best tip for a newly diagnosed child with celiac disease moving forward? I think the best tip is to um, go out and look. Like for, you know, and for parents as well, just head out to your local, you know, food store, Woolworths, where it, whatever it is, IGA, whatever, and just have a look at what's there. Get reading labels, get yeah. used to seeing the gluten-free on packaging. We're so lucky in Australia. Everything's labeled really well. We you are. know if it's gluten-free. You know if it's not. Like, it's getting a lot easier to read that stuff. Yes. So that's probably my big tip is just get out there. Get yeah. out there, adventure out, try yeah. stuff. Um, there's some really amazing stuff out there. There's some stuff out there that is getting there. Yes. <laughs> And I think like, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, just get out there. You'll find things that really work for you. You'll find places in your town that you know you can trust to go there um, and it doesn't have to be super scary because yeah. there's so much out there yeah. nowadays. If you're diagnosed now as a celiac, you've got so many options oh, and opportunities. Absolutely. So much easier. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So much easier. <laughs> so much easier. So yeah. 
Yeah, I think don't worry. Um, and like Deirdre says in episode one, don't stress. Don't stress. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah, isn't it? There's always going to be an answer and a solution to those problems. And it's just going out there and learning and, and getting more information. So that's very, very helpful for sure. Okay, before we end the episode, can you also just share where people can purchase your book if they'd like to buy a copy of it? And also if you want to drop your Instagram details, if people would like to go and follow you there, that would be amazing. Definitely. You can get my book also from my website, jackthecelliac.com. Uh, that's where it's available online to purchase. If you live in Newcastle, it's in a few stores around here as well. Excellent. But, uh, website, definitely the place to hit up. Okay. Um, and then social media, Jack the Celiac. Uh, that's my handle on Instagram, on Facebook, and YouTube as well. So oh, you can nice. go check out everything we're up to, posting lots of Lots of fun content coming up. We're very excited for what I've got planned for Instagram for the next couple of months. So Excellent. definitely come, come hang out, have some fun. Perfect. And for our international listeners, can they also purchase your book just from your website? You ship internationally they can. as well? Yep, perfect. I do, yep. All right, yep. So too just easy. jump on and then we'll ship it on over to you. Yep, beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Alex. It's been wonderful to talk with you and share this with you and learn from you. And yeah, it's been amazing. So thank you so much for your time. And I hope you get lots of people heading to Giggle and Learn and, and learning more from you. So thanks again. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, see you all on the website. Have some fun, giggle, learn, be silly. It's what we're all about. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, head to belindawheelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten Free Living with Celiac Disease.